0: IFSA is an organization of fire service personnel dedicated to upgrading firefighting techniques and safety through training. Between their manuals, ebooks, apps, curriculum, exam prep, resource one, and more, firefighter training has never been more customizable than with IFSA FPP products. Visit them at ifsta.org for more information.
1: I'm on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of exposure floor. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Now remember, given the a ring date. This account
0: for, okay? 610V. That was the main date. 610V. I'm out uh, here. We got a fire. One and a half story, single family dwelling. Fire shown from the second floor. Give me a second alarm on this. See
1: up there, top floor. I got people hanging out the top floor windows with a baby.
0: Commercial building, uh, a lot of fire, a lot of smoke. Go ahead and strike a third alarm on my orders on this.
1: Got people on the front fire escape daily. windows under below them. We need somebody
0: up there. Yeah, let them know we got a job. I'm pulling up. The second alarm, I got a one story single family frame, heavy fire showing from the attic. So we're using all hands. We got one
1: line stretch, fire on the fourth floor, second line being stretched. Primary stretches are underway.
0: Hey, welcome back to our fire engineering podcast. The command post. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my best buddy Chief John Salka, and I'm again fighting uh, my my Texas allergies here, a little plugged up. But, um, um, John, uh, you know what we we uh, we probably need to start this one off talking about uh, uh, our good friend uh, Chief Bobby Halton. Um, we just lost Bobby recently. We had had uh, done our, one of our last shows about Bobby and our Hump Day Hangout, but um, we had his funeral. Uh, the other day, the family has, family, it was private. Um, I know a lot of us were invited and were able to make it. Uh, small church, small Catholic church in uh, Collinsville, uh, 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 Oklahoma. Um, they're going to have a bigger memorial at FDIC. But John, I'm telling you, it was, uh, what, what what an incredible service for an incredible leader, incredible guy. It was, it was just, it was wonderful to see everybody it was, you know what, like Father Carney said, it was pretty awesome to celebrate his life. You know, everybody had cried up until then, but to be able to, and there still was emotion, and we miss our good friend, but to be able to celebrate his life, the stories, the, you know, Father Carney, oh my goodness, he, he'd he have you in tears crying, and then he'd have you laughing and just back and forth. And it was just, it was, it was what a great celebration of a great life, you know? Yep.
1: Yep. And, and unfortunately, I, I wasn't able to make it, but I've heard so many. Somebody... Great stories, uh, which sounds funny sometimes when you're talking about a funeral to say great stories, but they were because they were stories about Bobby's life and how he interacted and, and and affected everybody that he that he knew and that he that he worked with and God, he was such an inspiration for so many people and 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 sometimes these giants among us, you really don't realize the impact that they're having until something like this happens and suddenly poof, they're gone and you realize wow. I can't believe it. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I was. I'm I'm still that way. Sometimes I still see a little little video or a little picture on Facebook or somewhere and it's Bobby and somebody else. And, and just for a moment, I forget. And I realize, Oh man, you know, but, uh, but you're right. You know what? Bobby did have a great life. Cut short, no doubt. I mean, but we've all heard the stories. You can't measure a life by the years. You know, you got to measure a life by the impact that it had and, and, and how you affected other people. And, and, you know, what you did in the world. And, and Bobby certainly had a great story, you know?
0: Well, and he did. And, you know, we all knew that, you know, we always knew Bobby had an impact and he was having an impact every day of his life. But, you know, once you, once you lose a good friend like that, you really like today, heading to the airport, um, I usually call you. I got a two hour drive roughly. And I, I call Bobby and I went to, I actually went cause you know, you're obviously my favorites. He's my favorite. So I went, Oh, I can't call him, you know, but uh, Oh my goodness. The stories. Um, and and you know the funeral was incredible, absolutely incredible. What what a just Father Carney, you know, obviously we all know him from FDIC. What a what a wonderful man, what a wonderful priest. And uh, Bobby's uncle, another priest, was there. Um, but but to be able to to celebrate his life with so many good friends and family, then the coalition afterwards, where his three sons got to do their eulogy. Each one of them has something very special say, and some of it was funny about him being dad, you know, and. And then everybody had a chance to go up and reflect on Bobby's life and how it impacted him. A lot of people, not everybody, but, you know, a lot of people got to say stuff. And uh, uh, he, he's he's going to be missed. He's not going away. He will we'll be, Bobby will be with us forever. You know, just like and people. And people say
1: that all the time. They said, you never really die. when Every time people talk about you and think about you, you're still alive. You're still having an impact on the world and on the people that you knew and loved and all that. So, yeah, Bobby touched so many people. So many people, more than the average guy, you know, he was just always out there contacting people and working with people and getting stuff done. And uh, the the stories will never end. We'll be, we'll be talking about them forever. Oh, absolutely. And obviously, like
0: I said before, there'll be a memorial at FDIC in April. Um, You know, that's all being set up as we speak, but here, so here's something that hit me there and something you brought up actually before we lost Bobby and we talked about it and then we kind of, you know, that uh, are different conversations, but, I was looking around, uh, you know, the uh, the church, and I'm seeing John Norman, Chief John Norman, your your, your buddy from FDY, our good friend, my mentor, you know, all these different folks, you know, Glennie Corbett and Eddie Buchanan and uh, just you know Jimmy Crawford sitting next to me, and just yep, Mike the, Dugan. Oh, Mike Dugan, you know, Billy G was there. Everybody, just the list goes on and on and on. And how many are active and how many are retired? And I got to a point where I start thinking sometimes it seems like the only time we celebrate the accomplishment accomplishment or the fire service life of one of our brothers or sisters is when they pass away and I've said this for decades uh, I say in pride and ownership, you say in our classes as well why are we not celebrating them while they're alive? Right. And when someone retire let's say when they retire, you know you know the, the we've said this in classes over and over and over again. The big difference, and God bless the hard people that work in factories, right? But when they're done work at the factory, the last thing they're worried about, when thinking about, is going back in July. I drive by, go. God, I wish I could, I could go work another shift, you know, on that press. But firefighters, a lot of them, so many of us, they drive by the fire and say, oh, God, I do anything. to have a cup of coffee with the guys again, you know. You always say, uh, what do you say? I, I, uh, I don't miss the. I don't. I I miss the clowns, not the circus. Yeah, I miss the clowns, not the circus. Sitting around yeah. having coffee and talking, and um, and and so I, we, were, you and I were teaching Amarillo a while back, and you were coming in to do day two, I was doing day one. I was doing pride and ownership. You were doing five alarm leadership on day two, and I got to where my section of pride and ownership. I talk about retirement ceremonies, and there was a guy sitting. and I noticed you know kind of like He had tears in his eyes, so I went up to him during the break. I said that you know I call him. I said you okay. He goes. I'm pissed. I go away. Well, he goes, I did 33 years with my fire department. And on my last day, there wasn't a chief. There wasn't nothing. I mean, the guys, we had dinner night before. He goes, I grabbed my box of my stuff, went out my pickup truck and drove away. And he goes, I-, I felt like I was missing something. You know, you're talking about this celebration and, you know, the passing of, you know, the passing of command for the officers and doing a final inspection and the bagpipes and presentations. He goes... I didn't get any of that. And he goes, and it's over. It's not going to work another 33 years. Must have felt you know. cheated. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, exactly. And, uh, and you and I have talked about that and, and I think you mentioned something, you know, earlier today about watching some of the videos and being, especially FDY. FDNY is just chock full of, of of tradition like Chicago. Seeing the celebrations when when a firefighter officer's under, the, you know, Chicago, they do the walkout for the officer, but, you know, their last day in the firehouse is like, it's, I don't, I don't want to say it's a party, but it's a party. It's a celebration. It is like, a
1: celebration. Yeah. You got, you've got talk, it right. Talk about some of those. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny because we did just talk about it earlier today and, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook all the time. I guess that's what they say. Facebook is for the old guys. So that's us, you know, <laughs> but uh, I, I've noticed it a lot lately. Let's say in the past year or two more than before, uh, you know, you go through Facebook, do I do a lot of, just skimming through it. I don't make a lot of comments. I rarely create a, a, a comment. But anyway, <clears throat> a lot of them are, you know, hey, congratulations to, to, to Tommy Fitz. This is last night in the firehouse and 33 years here in engine, you know, 199. And had a great group shot, a group shot in the firehouse on the apparatus floor with an engine and a truck in the background that you can barely see because there's so many guys standing there. And there's the guy in the middle with the big grin. You know, maybe he's wearing his since last night. Maybe he's already off duty. He got off after the day tourism, but it just looks like a great crowd. You see old guys and young guys and retired guys and all sorts of people come back for the guy. What a wonderful send off! What a what a wonderful way to end a career, you know. And and I'm just happy that my job and many others, not just the FDNY, of course. The, I, I see them all jobs all over the country where people are doing it, and it's starting to catch on. I think it's becoming much more of a. Uh, of a common occurrence than maybe it used to be five or ten or, or longer years ago. Well, and some guys fight it,
0: John. I you know, when I got to Louisville, we brought the retirement ceremony kind of thing in there. They used to just do a little gathering, you know, thing, but I, I want to do a little more formal. And uh Captain Hal Boyd, great guy. Love Hal, retired a long time now, love Hal. Um, so Hal was gonna be the first one. And he sat down and goes, No, nope, I don't want to do nothing. I I, I do I want he I think he said. I want to go out like I started. I want to leave here like I came in, quietly. I go, we got to do this. Let's do this final inspection. I go, look, and this is what I said to him. I said, Hal, it's not as much about you as it is about your guys. Your guys want to be able to do this for you. Your guys want to be able to say goodbye. Your guys want to be able to wish you well. Your guys want to be, because it's like this void, John. It's almost like a a line of duty death. When you come in next work day and you go, Tommy, where's Tom? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's gone. He retired. There's still that, but. When You don't have a chance to, I guess, is it a psyche? Is when you don't have a chance to actually say goodbye and wish them well, It'll be part of it. Yeah, there, there's like a whole so we did it. And it, it, I had the video. And if you watch, we when he did the final inspection, it's like he he he's like he ran the mile and on a track, he just he came down, he's we had them all lined up, with all attention, and he just came barreling down that line just to get through it. But we did, we, and we did that the rest of the ceremony. And about a year later, John, Hal comes – like I said, I love Hal. Hal's a great guy. He comes to my office. He sits down, and he says – he got a little teary, he goes, teary-eyed. He goes, I'm so glad you made me do that. I go, he goes, I'm so – he goes, every now and then I pop that video in, and he goes, I'm just so glad you made me do that. And I went, there there it is. And I remember Steve Bass, when he was in Grapevine, our good friend retired from Dallas and Grapevine, Steve asked me, did the guys think it was corny? I go, some guys have played off that way, but they all love it. Right. And I said, no – so there there was a couple of Louisville that just absolutely refused. They were just trying to be the badass, hard ass. Like one guy instead of a retirement ceremony, he wanted to fry fish, have a fish fry, come have a piece of I'm like, all right, have a piece of fish. I guess I it was like, right. you know, some and I think some guys on purpose
1: try to spin it the other way. Right. You know, but what most guys do. Most guys well, either really enjoy it, look forward to it. Some guys, I'm sure, bring their families. Some guys go through it sort of uh, hesitantly and other guys resist it. But the, the larger group, the most guys enjoy sort of, sort of having a little bit of a celebration, you know, whether it's just lunch at the firehouse or whether it's, you know, the inspection that you guys do. There's a thousand ways to do it. But the fact that you do it means a lot. Number one to the guy. If it doesn't mean that much to him that day, like Hal said. Months and years later, maybe like, wow, look at that boy. Am i glad I did that, but it means a lot to the guys that participate too to say, you know what? Oh yeah, yeah, I was here when Joe Spore left. The guys talk about Joe Spore. Joe Spore. Now there's a Joe Spore that died. Young Joe Spore died on nine eleven. He w- he was he was in in thirty eight truck and he went to rescue three. But his dad was in rescue three years ago, and his last day in rescue three was my first day in rescue three. So I know Joe from parties and and things afterward. But the fact. I love my whole career saying, yep, I know who Joe's bohr is. You know, you know, I never worked really a day with him. You know what I'm saying? So it, it really is a meaningful, a meaningful celebration. Well, and I'm married being there your night. You were there for mine.
0: And, and it was very special. But so let me I gotta tell you, I gotta share this. I think I may have told you the story before. Um I talk about it in Pride and Ownership. I actually do a presentation on it. So let me let me let me explain. It's gonna take me a minute to get here. But so I'm sitting in my office, John, in Louisville, and it's lunchtime. The guys are all at lunch. And uh, Gail Johnson, one of our—he retired with 32 years right before I got there, Captain. He comes in, he sits down, John, and he's—he's he's kind of distraught. He's like wiggling in the chair, and I'm like, Hey, Gail, how you doing? What's I? I said, What? What's wrong, Cap? He goes, Well, well Chief, I come—I come to to see Tim. I go, Well, they're coming back from lunch. I, you know, they're all out right now, but they'll be back in a little bit. He goes, I go, What's wrong? He goes, Well, I come up from a check, and you know, some of the old guys. When they could do it, they didn't want to do a direct deposit and they, they want to come pick up their retirement check. And they would, they oh, they bitch about it. You come up there, they come up there, well yeah, oh, you know, the eagle say, I gotta come get my check, and they're pouring some cup of coffee. There's two of them sitting there, legs kind of crowd, talking at the kitchen table. Oh, I've got to get out, yeah, I better get back home. The old lazy, you know, they love putting on that show that it's such a hassle to come get their check because they have to have come, of, they have to come have coffee in the firehouse. So, he says I'm over at Central, the, the headquarters firehouse, across across the bay, where I'm at. He goes and I'm pouring myself a cup of coffee, and this young this young firefighter came in and said, uh, "Can I help you, sir?" He says I stopped pouring a coffee and said, uh, I'm, "I'm Gail Johnson." He said, uh, and he said the young man looked at me, looked at the coffee pot like I was like a hobo in there, and said, uh, "Are you are you lost, sir? Do you need some directions?" He said. Uh, Chief, I poured that coffee back in that pot. He goes, look, I worked here for almost 32 years. That's the first time I was ever made to feel like I'd ever worked here a day in my life. And he said, he goes, I I, just, I don't blame that young man for not knowing know him. I don't blame him. He goes, but I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. That's why he was so distraught. He's like, sure. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. And I said, well, That's probably quite a surprise oh, for him as well. Oh, and I said, Gail, this is my fault. He goes, no, I said, no, no. When I was the assistant chief, it, the buck used to stop somewhere around here. It stops here right now. I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to fix this. So he leaves. Now, you know me, I'm like a time bomb of tears anyway. Tim and Daryl get back. You know, Tim Tittle and Daryl Brown, they come back to assist us. We sat down, explain what happened. And the three of us, we, we we changed it. So so from that point forward, you know, when our rookies get hired, they were going through like three weeks of a mini-cad because they were certified. They're given a written exam every three days. Guess what they're tested on now? The names of the retirees. They may not recognize it, but if you said, because here's the goal. The next time Gail's wife was to say, Um, "You know, how do you get your check?" He was just say, you just say, nah, just tell them the mail. They don't even know who I am." There's like, a, you know, no, you know always just say, "Babe, I can't go." I get there, they lock the door behind me. Hey, because when the next time he walks in there, and some young kid comes up and says, "Can I help you, sir?" and he rolls his eyes and goes, "Yeah, I'm Gail. Jo- you're 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 CJ. You're Camp Johnson." come on. I go, sit down. You want sweet or unsweet? What do you want? Let me give you a sandwich. No, 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 no. No, right. tell that story. Remember that story you told last time about the time you had the bomb through at 2 o'clock in the morning and you walked in to the alarm clock section and all the clocks were ticking? Or, or I've heard so much about you. I'm oh. glad
1: I finally got to oh. meet you. Oh, right? Yeah. yeah tell, Suddenly tell, you make the guy's oh, day instead of ruining it.
0: Yeah. Tell the story. Sit down. And, and like, he goes, babe, I can't go. I can't go because I, I put on 15 pounds. They make, me, they make me eat sandwiches and drink tea. And they can tell the same stories over and over again. See, that's what we're going to do. Instead of making them feel like a stranger, we're going to make them feel like like there's something special, and they are. And, John, anytime we do ceremonies, banquets, or whatever, we can introduce, you met my, my congressman, Dr. Burgess, Senator Nelson, any of them, everybody, Commissioner Bobby Mitchell, all those people, the mayors, and then we say we'd like to introduce our VIPs and our retirees, and we ask them, and we keep their Class A's in line for them and have them celebrate every quarter we do some lunches. So, so what we did was we used to, when you retired in Louisville, um, what we did was we took your picture. We have a, um, um, uh, we had a, uh, uh, what you call it, um, like a, um, the, the members board. You know, there were all the right, pictures and right, stuff. Right. So, when you when you would retire, we would slide your picture off of the board, put it in a drawer, and put the new guy up there. Right. Not anymore. Directly across from that, we put another board. And they're both lit up. The active member, it's the retiree board. And in the middle of it, we, we placed a poem, and I, and I stole it from a buddy of mine out west. And the poem regarding retirees is called Remember Me, I Have Forgotten You. And it goes like this. No, I have forgotten the excitement of riding on a fire rig. Lights flashing, siren wailing, know the feeling of a good save, whether it be a human life or the valued possessions of a fellow citizen. I have forgotten the feeling of standing ankle, ankle deep in boiling water, on a 105-degree June afternoon, steam rising out of my turnouts, fighting a fire I know was caused by carelessness or worse. I have forgotten the terror of being lost in a smoke-filled building, feeling increased heat of the fire work its way through my turnout gear, or the taste of a hot cup of coffee or, and Kobe Ulo sandwich at 4 in the morning. Now I walk into my old station only to find it filled with strangers. I may not walk as fast or stand as straight as you. My hair may be gray and thin, and my jokes don't come as easy as they once did, but I know my heart... They have paid the price and have earned the right to say proudly, I am a retired firefighter. That plaque is held. That plaque is is mounted right in the middle of that retiree board. That's great. And I just think we need to do a better job at getting our younger members, the younger men and women get hired, to recognize and honor those that, that, that paved the way for us. Right?
1: And, and you know what? There's a lot of ways to do it. And you've just mentioned a couple, which are great. You know, putting the board up where guys are familiar with them, and then having them even remember the names and at least study them and look at them, be familiar with them. <clears throat> Tell you something that we do in my, my firehouse: forty five engine, fifty eight truck, and a one a battalion, and many, many other firehouses do it too. We we have our annual get together. Matter of fact, I I'm, I'm, I'm angry at myself because I missed it this year because I I scheduled a seminar out of state. I was up in Massachusetts for a couple of days, and I and I obviously couldn't shift things around, but back to back to the event we it, it's a reunion slash Christmas party so we have it the second week of December. It's the second Friday of December. That's all there is to it. It's the second Friday in December, and we have it at the same place. Rory Dolans up there on McLean Avenue, which is McLean Avenue is the border between how the far back do you go members like forever. oh we had, we have once in a while somebody doesn't show up once in a while they say, oh, Pat passed away last year after our event. so it's as far back as guys keep on coming. Matter of fact, I got to tell you, after I started going there, I was only in that firehouse as a battalion chief. I was never there as a firefighter or a lieutenant or a captain. And I started going to them after I became an active member there. And I would meet guys that I knew in the job for 20 years from somewhere else. And I didn't realize they had been young firefighters in 45 Engine and 35 oh. years old. Dennis Devlin, who passed away on 9 was killed on 9-11. Dennis Devlin was a firefighter and a lieutenant in 45 and 58. I knew him as the captain of 75 engine when I was the captain of 48. But, but uh, separate from the, my personal story about it, the point is everybody goes there. Everybody goes there. Guys fly in from other States, retired guys that are retired 10 years, 15. And they, they actually announce who the guy is that traveled the farthest and who the oldest guy is in the room every year. And you know, what's great when I walk in there, I don't know a single guy at the table. Now this is in a restaurant. But they have a big party room in the back, a banquet room. When you walk through the doors into the banquet room, there's a table right there. And there's two or three or four young firefighters sitting there. And they get the cash box out because it's, it's, it pays you go. You got to pay to come in. It's like 30 bucks usually. And they got a list of everybody's names. And they ask you, what's your name? John Salka. Oh, Battalion Chief. Chief Salka, right? So I'm meeting guys sometimes for the first time that are the brand new firefighters. Even though I was there for 15 or 17 years, I'm gone for 10. And, I, and you know what's nice? That annual party keeps everybody familiar. Once in a while, I'll be, I'll be landing, coming in from somewhere, landing at LaGuardia, LaGuardia Airport. And I'll think, hey, you know what? It's 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to shoot past the firehouse. I used to do that all the time for the first five years when I was retired, and it slowed down. And a couple of times I've just driven by, a couple of times I've just driven home and not stopped there because I thought, you know what? probably nobody any remembers me there. There might be one or two guys. Both of the captains are gone. Joe Principio's gone. Uh, you know, Joe Murphy's gone. So I've, I've slowed down a little bit myself for the same reason. But I got to tell you, these annual parties we have, these these slash reunion Christmas parties, they go a long way in keeping the new generation up to date with the old generation and everybody be familiar with each other, even with people that they never worked with, which is a great, just an idea for, you know, our listeners. Somebody might want to start that tradition, which is a great well, tradition. And you just went to
0: Rescue Threes with, uh, and how long ago was that, with Jay? You guys went to their
1: their their thing, too. I mean. Absolutely. And I'll tell you another thing I just did, which I see getting very popular. Again, I see it on Facebook because that's just one of the places that I see stuff from, you know, other than what's going on in my life. I know 75 and 33 and 19 Battalion do it. But Rescue 3 does it as well. I, old Dogs Breakfast. The Old Dogs Breakfast. I get a little email, and it's Rescue 3. Rescue 3 saying, all right, the monthly Old Dogs Breakfast is coming up. They name the place, which is at the same place all the time. I've been looking at it for years. I've never gone. And about two weeks ago, I went. And there was a bunch of guys there from Rescue 3, some guys that I worked with as firefighters who went on to be captains and chiefs. Half the group was retired. Half the group was still guys that were working. And what a great time I had. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to start making that. And and it, too, is run on a regular routine, like the last Friday of the month or whatever it is. And I'm going to start going to that, too. It's about a 15-minute ride away from my house, not very far. Walk in, everybody's having, you know, lunch or breakfast or whatever it is. I can't remember what it was. I think it was, I think it was lunch, as a matter of fact. But what a great day it was. And I said, I'm, I'm going to start going to this just for no other reason than it's once a month. And you get to renew old friendships and stuff like that. It was great. Well, what a
0: great idea. Like I said, I guess the question is for our listeners, too, is what are, what are you doing to keep your your former members involved? You know, what? like you said, you know, Rescue 3, all these different things you go to. The retirement ceremonies where you you bring people back and you let and that you know, during the retirement ceremony, like happened a Years, happened to me, so you let people come up and tell the stories. And you go, oh yeah, I got a story. Like oh god, here comes a good one. Hide your children, you know all that stuff and just you know the different the funny stuff, the seriousness. Oh, it's it's you know it's it's it. I'm it's going to sound weird saying it. it's awake without a wake. It's a right. way to pay tribute. And why are we not doing this? I I think the time, I I say it in class, the time to honor someone is right now while they're here. You pay tribute to them when they're gone. I know what people are saying, John, when they say, We're going this Saturday to honor someone at a funeral. I know what you're saying, but you're really not going to honor them. You're going to pay tribute to them, to show your love and affection, to show their family and loved ones, just what they meant to us, the varsers and their family, and to send them off the right way. But the time to honor people is right now while they're here. You can shake their hand, you can look them in the eyes and, and thank them and just, you know, some people go, oh, it's, it's you know, we really got to do it. It's not, it has nothing to do with ego. Right. This is a fire service. And if you're not going to love it from, from start to finish, I don't know that you don't love it at all. I'm just saying, if, right. you, if you're not right. going to love it enough to celebrate someone's graduation from the academy, and you're not going to celebrate their retirement from this great service. Right. What does
1: that say about you? You know, we've talked about this before. And I remember when we did talk about it, it was a couple of years ago. I ended up writing an article in my monthly column. I wrote an article about this, and I wrote and I said the same thing. I can't remember off the top of my head what the title of the article was, but but it was it was a short article, and it was a, it was the same message. It was you know what? There are firefighters working in firehouses all across the country, volunteer career, everything in between. There were guys working with guys that made heroic rescues ten years ago. There are guys working with guys that had a heart attack that got brought back and came back to duty. And they don't even know it because they're only on a job three years and the guy that they're working with is on a job 23 years and nobody told them the stories. I, I, and, and you know what happened to me because I, when I got appointed to, to the FDMY, I went to an engine company in midtown Manhattan. That was, was, was actually the slowest engine in Manhattan. And I was very disappointed at the same time as I was very excited to be on the FDMY. A lot of senior guys there. There were some young guys there too, but most of us young guys managed to escape and get, and get out to the busy areas and go, and go learn the job. But I used to think when I was that young new man there I used to think, look at all these older guys here hiding out. look I wonder how long they've been here and I never really paid too much attention to it and I was only there a short time and I too escaped. I too got transferred to a busy outfit and, and, and my career took off and and years later I found out and I was I was embarrassed and I was I was upset when I found out because turns out one of the guys that I worked with in the, in the current firehouse that I worked in at the time his, his father-in-law was a guy that I worked with, and he passed away years later. And I went to the wake because I knew the guy's, you know, son. And he said, oh, yeah, he was in 114 truck, and he was in this company. I said, oh, I, I knew him when he was in. Oh, no, that, he just went there to relax his last couple of years on the job. He was really, he got a medal. He, he got written up for bravery a couple of times. And what's the story? The story is I was working amongst giants, and I didn't even know it. Not not that everybody should be beating their chest every day, but it, but – we should talk a little bit more about it. Everybody should know who they're working with. You should know the history of the place and the people and stuff like that rather than everybody just sitting around and well, back then smoking cigarettes and, you know, drinking coffee. Uh, We should, we should learn a little bit more about each other and and appreciate each other and and know who we're working with. Even some of these quote unquote camps and these slow places, sometimes it's full of a bunch of old dogs that were busy for 30 years and and went there maybe to relax for the last couple of months, you know?
0: Well, exactly.
1: And and it's, again the fire services and and i'm not i'm not saying we're
0: special but we are special it's a it's a different place i know a lot of we talked about it we're very both of us are very pro-law enforcement right we used to say it all the time you see like two nypd coppers cross each other for the headquarters like next to a firehouse Uh, and they would say what they would rattle off their days how many
1: days left billy 926 you know the guy knew he had like you know three years left you know you know and they're counting the days and
0: I'm sure there's some people that are just not happy in the fire service, you know, that things have happened or whatever. It's a big, you know, there's what, 1.2 million firefighters, volunteer career. Um, But, you know, a little, I I see this often, little boys and girls want to be you. It's the coolest job in the world. And yet we want to rush through it. We want to push through it, hurry up to get to the next level. And then you sit there and go, what the hell happened? I mean, it seems like I just started. And then you're on your way out or it's a young man's game. All stuff. Boy, and it's a flash. Oh, and, it's a flash. It oh, happens in a flash. And there's young guys and gals that are coming on that, you know, so I think we need to, we work, we need to work a little bit harder, John, on coming up with a means for keeping our former members involved. Like I, I already mentioned, we bring our guys back, our, our former members, those of them, they come back for the banquets in their class A's, they're invited to for the longest time. Used to do a quarterly lunch at one of our chaplains places, one of our past, you know, the chaplains churches, you know, lunch in Dallas used to do it at the Academy with the probies. They they would bring the retirees back for a lunch with the probies, and some of the other companies would cycle through. But if you're not if you're not going to celebrate someone's retirement, if you're not going to like the the we, we ripped it off from you guys. I remember Jerry Walls came back and did it. The 20 year firehouse dinner in the Bronx. He had 20 years in the firehouse. Whatever firehouse he was in, your battalion, I forget which one. It just remember, it had 20 years, and everybody chipped in. They bought, bought the they meal. Bought the big, no, he
1: probably bought the meal if he yeah, had 20 years. Had yeah. 20
0: years, and they're like, ah, oh, thanks for putting up with us for 20 years and all that shit. I'll
1: tell you what. I just thought of something else. It just occurred to me. Uh, Butch Cobb, our good friend from Jersey City, yeah. retired deputy chief, and Butch is a great guy. The the, uh, the tradition in Jersey City is when somebody's retiring is, and they this is officially run through the job. If the guy's working his last shift, for example, Butch Cobb worked his last shift, and I, I went there that night. sorted of a bunch of guys from Worcester. Massachusetts, and we went down there and hung out with him. And all during the course of the day, every company gets sent to their station and stops by and says hello and has a cup of coffee and and and, and gives them a you know a handshake and a pat on the back. And they drive away. And then an hour later, two more companies get sent in, two more companies, and they got uh, twenty five or thirty companies in Jersey City. And it's it's a scheduled, organized, like group of Companies coming by to say goodbye to a guy on his last day. What a great how cool another great that? tradition, you know. How cool and is it? And he's sitting there waiting for them to pull up. He knows engine two and a lot of coming next. You how know? cool is that? Well, yeah. I remember
0: your firehouse. I saw them. I don't know how they got away. It it. All day long, for our listeners, there was like rear admirals and colonels, and I don't know. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. more stars and bars <laughs> and stripes coming through there. They were I mean, happy
1: to see me go. No, uh, more, no uh,
0: more chop busting. The, the guy said, Worcester, all these people traveling from all over the country to come and wish you well." Then that evening, the firehouse, the Abrax Bay was empty. Engine Tyler B.C. was empty. And there was just wall-to-wall people. And I walked out in front of the firehouse because I had to go out to come back in. And, I went, and the street was shut down with rigs. I've never seen nothing like it. It's like... It, Most of them way out of the response
1: area. Oh, probably shouldn't have the, been the there. Street <laughs> was, the street
0: was actually blocked. People had to drive around. I'm like, how are they getting away with them? Well, there's a New York City. you know. It just was... You know, and and again, I'm almost ashamed that I didn't push it sooner in my career. That we we do this stuff. You know, I'm, I'm the big ceremony, Bruno. But you did, but you did. Alan Bruno seems to call me Rick's the ceremonies guy. You know, I send those policies out all the time. But so many hellboys have come back and said, you know, and guys, and there's guys that final inspection. We're talking when they when we got everybody lined up, you know, for an officer to the pa- the passing the change of the command passing command. And we're walking. You see the videos on YouTube. You see me talking, you know, and we're talking football, whatever it is. We come around the corner, and they see everybody lined up. Honor Guard, Pipes and Drums, Chiefs, all all the shifts, just lineups, and all the guests. And you see them slow down. I usually, if you look at me, I'm going, all right, come on, man, have some fun with this. You earned this. Has so. so they were like Butch. He, Butch Flanagan, Cat Flanagan. I love Butch. Walking down, stopping, and run his finger down, the lapel of a jacket tapping a hand, shaking a hand.
1: I'm familiar with the picture oh, of him doing it.
0: Give it, you know? yeah, give it a little wink, walking guy and guys were proud to stand at a, they were proud yep. to put their class saying stand attention. Yep. And, and you know, we, so we do all that. And, and the honor guard presents a flag that was flown over his stage last day. And we do all the salutes and the, the, you know, the last alarm, the tones we dismiss. Everybody goes aside and then we do all the presentations. Uh, it's Texas. So everybody gets a gun. So, even the city, the city rules say you can, the only time you can bring a gun, uh, not loaded, obviously, is for retirement. So I'll get shotguns and rifles and pistols and stuff. And everybody does all their presentations. The pipes and drums play a song. And the family, it's just. What a wonderful and, show. And, and, was, and here's huh? something, John, we do is, I don't know if they still do that, but they, when I did it, we took the rookie of the shift. Now, the only people you know that's to stay covered with their lids on, with their, their hats on, their class A's, inside, are honor guard members of funeral chiefs. The moment you come in, hat goes off on your left arm. You hold it, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. When you're inside, we took the the rookie of the shift, and he obviously he's gonna or she's gonna wear their class A like the rest of them. But they're standing at the back bay door with their hat on. They're covered inside, staring at a parking lot. And the moment, in this case, the moment Beverly Butch's wife pulled up, he ran across the parking lot. Stop! So, Miss Flanagan, "I'm Firefighter Jones. I've been assigned by Chief last so will state your side the whole time. If you need anything, please, please." Let me go get. And wherever she would walk, he would walk very slowly behind. When she stopped, he would stop. And if they were there for a while, he'd go to parade rest. And if people handed her cards, gifts, he took them. He had a place for them. If if they if she needed tea, he go tea. If they wanted a double upside down crappuccino mocha mocha for Starbucks, lottery tickets, I don't care. So, and when you look at some of the pictures and the videos, John, when we're inside, now when we're outside doing inspections. That member is not what they are about, standing right next to you. You're the family liaison. And then uh, when when we're inside and everybody's seated and standing around, we're doing all the presentations and all that, the family's all front. You see that member standing at the at the, end of, at the end of the chairs, parade rest, hands behind, every now and then looking. And if somebody starts to cry, they will pull one. We used to give four little packets of Kleenex. They will pull Kleenex out. They will be there. They have everything that they're assigned to that family That's from cool. the moment they get there, the moment they leave. And we make the rookie, the probie, do that because we want that person to see the, and, and we don't do it out of respect for the retiree. We do our respect for the retiree's family. This is for this is telling Butcher's wife Flanagan, thank you. For, for giving him up for 35 years. And he's years. doing
1: this at the beginning of his career and he'll remember it for his whole life. Oh,
0: career. oh yeah. So I get you know, what is it, whether it's shirts or a nice jacket or decals for your car. Some people have the patches. Think Some people are told you can't wear your class A's. I know where I come from. We encourage you We're like what you, you wear your class A's. You mean
1: after you retire? Oh yeah. It's like, what well, it doesn't fit you? When we had the new patches, put on ours, come and get you a new patch on there. We actually have a retired patch. It's the FDNY patch. And there's a little there's a little bar above a it. A little rocker. Retired, a little yeah. rocker attached to the patch. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, and, and some
0: people go, oh, I think it's kind of Weird, no, it's not. You earn that uniform, and as I say, you're going to another member's funeral or retirement or a ceremony. Why would you not? You're part of that organization, right. and you
1: can select when you want to do it or yeah. what you want to do yeah. it for. Yeah. You know, it's just it's 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 a way of honoring and identifying you, and and you can if you can fit back into it. Maybe that that was always a problem when you retired. But
0: well, and then we would take care of that for him too. But so let me ask you. Let's let's close things out here. You got a bunch of. Young kids you're talking to uh, at the academy or sitting around the kitchen table. What would you say to them about about doing what they're supposed to do? What What should what should they be thinking about when it comes to seeing, greeting, or taking care of one of our former members? What would you say to them?
1: You know, I mean, it's important. And it's important that the fire department, you know, organize that and promote that. That's important. But, but even if it wasn't promoted, even if it was a big fire department like New York or Chicago or L.A., even in your own firehouse, everybody feels like their own firehouse is like the center of the universe. And everything is, everything is the spokes off of that, off of that. Right. So I would always tell guys, because I told that story about being in that firehouse for only about a year and a couple of months. And I regret not having gotten to know those older guys better while I was there. I was so interested in moving on and getting out of there and going to a busier place. And I still remember the names and the faces. I still do. Many of them are gone, but that's my suggestion. My suggestion is no matter where you are, whether it's a good place or a bad place, whether it's the place you want to be or the place you're waiting to get to, you know what? You, everybody should really get to know each other. That not, not training, not drilling, not tools, not equipment, not checking the rig. This is the other side of what the fire service we're talking about. Spend a time sitting in the kitchen. You know, one of the senior guys is sitting at the kitchen table, 9 o'clock at night, watching the end of a ball game, and you're in there cleaning up, maybe if you're a young guy. You know what? Pour yourself a cup of coffee, sit down and say, man, I never got a chance really to to talk to you one on one, what what, what well, you know how long you been on a job now? What's your favorite thing about this firehouse? Did you ever work anywhere before here? And before you know it, people get to know each other much better, and suddenly there's more meaning to the relationship, and and and, and the whole firehouse, the whole like I said, I don't I don't I I miss the clowns, not the circus. It's those clowns, it's the guys and the gals in the firehouse. That that's the important part of what what we all do.
0: Well, again, you know, the question is, what are you doing for your retirees of former members, um, I think that's great. You know, before they're, before they're gone, you they sit down, like you said, and go, so what was it like when you got hired here? What's different now? I mean, right. what you know, and just and some of it's going to be, ah, at different fire service. And if it, you know what, you need to listen to all that because there's things you're going to pick up on, like you said, John, that you can turn around and have an impact on. Um, you know, we're all going to be there. You're all, everybody's going to be there. You're going to be at the end of your career one day and God forbid. Somebody, if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. And and, it, and God forbid, some kid walks up to you and says, "Can I help you, sir?" It uh, makes you feel uh, like you never worked there before. So he'd remember mind. that day. <laughs> no, keep that in mind. So, you know, we just need to work harder to recognize those. Uh, who people already that came ahead of us. That's yep. right. Yep. That we're all there. We're hey, every one of us is here because of other people, and the people that came before us. What are you doing to recognize your your former, your retired, and former members? So, Good topic. Good hey, discussion. Oh, absolutely. So if they, God bless you, Bobby. God bless you, Bobby Halden. Um, If they want to get a hold of you, John, best email? Chief John Salka at gmail.com. And I'm Chief Lasky at gmail.com. And we ask you at the end of all our shows, our very, very important closing statement is please keep the men and women in our forces in your thoughts and prayers. Remember, never forgetting means just that, never forgetting. See you next time. Be safe and God bless you.